This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 151, Cultivating a Great Summer Mindset. This is Becky Higgins, and with me is my friend, my co-host, my summer looking forward to friend, Heck Becky yes. Proudfit. The You're- thing about summer is I look so forward to the beginning of summer, yeah. and my equal parts look forward to the end of summer. <laughs> all the looking up, it's, all the looking forward. What's really funny is that's how I feel at the beginning of a school year, too. Mm-hmm. I think the point here is times and seasons, and so when we head into a new season, we also look forward to you know kind of the other side of that, too. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I think that's a better way to be, though, than dreading everything, because I could very easily be like, ooh, I'm scared about summer, ooh, and I'm scared about the school year, and I'm scared. I don't want to be scared. Mm -hmm. I just want to look up. Mm -hmm. But if I'm being totally honest, sometimes I have to get right in the head with summer, because I want to make sure that I am clear about what is going to happen. If I'm not clear about what's going to happen, I will start to look online and Pinterest, which is the best slash worst thing ever, and be like, oh, we should have super structure. Oh, wait, that chore chart looks good. Oh, wait, well, this looks good. Maybe we should learn. Is it bad if I'm not doing school? Like, I start to really... I can kind of see you going down that rabbit hole real fast. Yep. Yep. So I need to get real clear in the head about what it is I want, and more than that, what my family needs from the summer. And because you've done that, we all get to benefit. That's the best part of podcasting ever. (laughs) Thank you guys for showing up so that I can figure out my life each week. It's really fantastic. It's going to be such a great conversation. I can't wait. But first, let's hear a quick word from this week's sponsor. You're listening to this podcast because you believe in progressing as a person and making continual learning a way of life. That is why you're our people. Mm -hmm. Aside from these weekly episodes, we want to be sure that you know about one of the best resources in your personal quest to cultivate a good life that will guide you in actually literally being the author of your own story. The BH Classroom has been a valuable resource for thousands of students around the world for several years, and now... These courses have become even more accessible to even more people, including you. Our courses are now offered in much smaller, much more palatable mini courses, which also means much more affordable prices. The feedback we're getting on this shift has been remarkable and quite exciting. It's one thing to enjoy the content. It's another to take action. And that's what we're hearing on repeat right now. We're hearing about the epiphanies and the action taken and the success stories. We invite you to have experiences like this. Start today. Start with Documenting 101, which is just 45 minutes shorter than an episode of your favorite Netflix series. And you too will feel personally empowered in your own documenting. Whether you're seasoned or just getting started, you can trust us to guide you along. Learn more at classroom.beckyhiggins.com. Is there a good song for summer that we should lead in with? There's Uh, lots of good songs for summer. Are there? I mean, but none with the word summer that are coming to my mind. Summer, summer, There's, summer. Just make that up. <laughs> yes. There's, what's the, um, who sings it? The one that goes, summer, summer, summer oh, yeah. time. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's like solid time 90s. Time to sit back and rewind. I hope it's a good song. I know. Don't go look it up now, That's guys. all we're going to sing. That's it. I don't well, know what happens after that. <laughs> 
Well, what's been on your mind? I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. Okay, so summer is approaching, and every summer's year, here now, really. Well, I mean, June, yes. it's it's pretty much hot in and the northern hemisphere. Yeah, and depending on where you live, your kids may or may not be out of school mm-hmm. at this point, right? True, true. And every year around this time, this thing slaps me in the face, just like a, I don't know, an awful slap in the face, <laughs> and it's that that knowledge that you get 18 summers with your kids. Mm. Yeah. Ugh. If you're lucky, right? If yeah. you're lucky and remember not everybody and we're gets getting, we're down. We're down to like you're down to well this is my last summer with Porter before mm-hmm. he leaves the nest. Yes. Right? Mhm. And it just hits me every year of how finite that amount of time is in the space of life I'm in as a mother. Mhm. That this this has an end date. Like these kinds of summers have an end date. Yeah. And then I start to get in my head about, well, I want it to be meaningful and productive and okay, well, what do I do? And I start to look all these places for ideas of what is everyone else doing? And should I do tutoring so that there'll be a head in the fall? And I don't want them to just sit and relax. And as you can see, like this thought loop just spins and spins and spins. Today yeah. we're getting out of that thought loop. Well, you, and when I say we, I mean, me and the rest of you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I We're have getting a out of feeling that, that there will be some of our listeners that relate to you in their momness of like, they kind of go into that place and their wheels are spinning. They do. And I, and I certainly relate to an extent where I, I do mm-hmm. try to be intentional about our summers. and I do put a little thought into it, but I don't think I get so like swirled up into the, oh my gosh, what if it's not exactly what I want it to be? And it's not even the, what if for me, it's like, I want to just, I want to know, I want to get right in the head. I want to know what my family needs and what will act, what activities or lack of activities will cultivate the kind of things I want to cultivate in our family. And we should be intentional. And that's the whole point of cultivate a good life as a podcast is, is we're trying to be a little more intentional about everything in our life. So this is a perfect time to have this conversation because we have had summers that have been highly scheduled. Like there was yeah. definitely a time in our life where that was a, a thing, <laughs> like a life raft. Like it was really good. Uh-huh. And we've had summers where I have intentionally said like, we're planning nothing and this is going to be as loosey goosey as possible. Cool. And both, both sides of that coin have had, have had challenges. And so, because in the years where I'm like, no, I, we're not doing anything. We're intentionally not doing anything. Maybe like certain things like for us, scripture reading in the summer, finding not even finding time, but having structure enough to do that consistently was a struggle. Or maybe like the chore situation became a little bit of a contentious thing in our house. And so I just want to make sure I'm entering this summer, cultivating the things that I feel like my family needs so that the summer can feel the way that we want it to. And just coming up with some systems in place so that I don't have to do a ton of thinking and thought work during Mm. the summer. I can just be present and enjoy. I love it. Because that's my number one, my number one. I just want to be present this summer with my kids in life in general, yeah. but specifically with the summer, I, I yes. hear you and I feel you. And the thing that's different about summer than the rest of the year, of course, is that for most people and certainly in our situation, our kids are off from school for a couple of months. And so it's a unique part of the season. Yeah. And so what do you do with that? Yeah. What I can't wait to hear your thoughts. <laughs> okay. So before, well, I think, I think what we all tend to do is when we have questions, I know I do, I like look to well, what are other people doing? Let me get some good ideas, sure. right? Sure. Which that stuff is great. And we'll talk about that in the second half of the episode. But first, I want to take you through, I guess, a journaling exercise of really understanding and fleshing out how you feel. My pen is in my hand. Okay. Okay. So I have, um, I have five questions for you. Okay. And 
I just want each person to, and of course we'll list these questions in show notes. I want these questions to be just considerations for you to start to get your wheels spinning about what it is you actually need and want. Okay. Okay. Because Mm -hmm. before you start looking for ideas, you need to know your goal, Mm -hmm. right? Otherwise you're just going to do, have a lot of stuff. I think that's, and it may or may not bring you what you want. That's solid advice. Okay. Good, good, good. Great way to start. So the first question for this journaling exercise is what has changed in your family and in your life since last summer? Mm. Wow. Hey, like (laughs) look back, look back to like summer's past. What has changed? Okay. Because if sometimes we do things the way we've always done things, well, that may or may not still work, right? Mm-hmm. So let's let's flush that out now. Okay. I know um, 2020 summer looked a whole lot different for us because we had had a lot of family together time in quarantine. And so the things we did last summer probably are different than the things that our family needs this summer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what has changed in my life? The second question is, what is your most scarce resource? Okay. okay. Let me talk you through this one a little bit. When we talk about activities or structure or lack of structure, vacations, not vacations, all the different things, we have to understand what is our most scarce resource. So for me, um, I have determined that my most scarce resource is time by far. Okay. Okay. A lot of people will relate to that. A lot of people will relate. For some people, it might be money. Maybe Mm -hmm. you have a lot of time and you don't have money. Or maybe maybe it's support. Support, right? Or having family together time, Mm -hmm. like, you know, a separate from time, but really specifically with all the members of your family together. Mm -hmm. Like what is your most scarce resource? Yeah. Okay. Third question. What do you think your family needs right now? Like, what do you feel like needs to be paid attention to and cultivated? So some things I came up with, um, are you looking for connection? Has it been a while since your family has really just had carefree fun together? Mm. Do you think your family needs more structure or less structure? Are you seeing your kids fighting a lot? Like maybe you want to cultivate better sibling relationships. You guys are taking notes. Like it's so good. Are your kids needing to cultivate better <clears throat> friendships? Like is that something you want to work on? There's lots of things your family might need. Maybe you want to return to a more consistent spiritual practice. Maybe you want to focus on um, creating a chore structure or having more you know, camaraderie in the caring of home, whatever it is, physical work, what does your family need right now? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, as I said that, like probably one or two things pop to top of mind. Oh, I wish this would happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Think about that thing. All right. The fourth question is how do I want the summer to feel in my home? Mm-hmm. So not what do I want it to be, or we want to have fun, but how do I want to feel as the mother and what do I want the vibe in our home to be? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the fifth question is, what are our biggest rocks? And what I mean by that is, going back to the episode with Greg McEwen, what is most important? What are our highest priorities? And I can tell you for summer for us this year that um, daily spiritual practice thing is, is one of my big rocks. Like that's something I really want to make sure that I kind of flush out prior to summer beginning. So what are our big rocks? It could be uninterrupted family time. 
It could be if you have a child struggling in school, like maybe some kind of academic thing, or we really need to focus on this, this problem that's happening. So what are your highest priorities? What is most important to you? Okay. These are excellent questions. So now everything else we talk about, which I'm going to give you a lot of ideas at the end, I'm going to give you some good resources that I found that things that were helpful for me, or I think are going to be helpful for me as I implement them this summer. Um, but I want you to run everything we talk about through the answers to those five questions, Mm -hmm. because you're going to get lots of ideas from all the people and all the things and all the places, but guess what? Whether or not it's good for you is a totally different situation. So you need to ask yourself when I give you these things to consider, okay, is this aligning with my answers in the first half? Okay. You have to run everything through that. Otherwise you're just going to get on a hamster wheel. Yeah. Nobody wants to be on a hamster wheel. No, don't do it. Okay. So our first consideration, um, let's talk a little bit about structure. So if you're thinking about, I remember I, I, maybe it was last year back, maybe it was a year before where you intentionally had like a zero structure summer. Oh, we've had plenty of those. Right. And because Mm -hmm. that is what you felt was your family's highest need. Mm -hmm. So I think that's awesome. And if you're a family that's super busy, go, go, go. Like a lot of us are that no structure is blessed. And I will say sometimes when I've had years like that, my downfall has been that maybe I didn't have some structure. I didn't have certain boundaries in place and things might've gotten away from me sure. a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I'm it's just going to call it out. Okay. Right? Screen time was one of those things yep. for us. Mm-hmm. Chores. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, like having a set time to do scripture reading, which mm-hmm. is really important to our family. Okay. So when we talk about structure, screen time, so ask yourself these questions. How much time do I want my kids on screens? Mm-hmm. What are going to be the parameters for when that is Okay. Okay. And do screens include phones? Does it include video games? Does it include TV? Like you just have to think about those things before you present some kind of screen time plan to your family. Okay. Mm -hmm. One thing we're dealing with this summer is summer jobs because that actually can really throw a wrench in things. When your kids get a little bit older, they get summer jobs. It can limit your ability to do vacations or family things. And so you really want to get clear on summer jobs and the role that that's going to play. Yeah. Um, chores. I cannot speak highly enough of having a solid chore system in place. Our family has had the same chore chart for probably 10 years, Hmm. 10 years. We have four kids. We have some animals. So there's like an animal and a subcategory. There's our chores are take out the trash, load the dishwasher, unload the dishwasher, sweep the kitchen, clean up the family room. And it just rotates through. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sometimes I need kids to do other things. And that's fine. You can totally do that. But just having that solid chore chart that's in place, Becky can attest, it's on our fridge, has been for a decade. Like the kids know on Mondays, Weston takes out the trash. Mm -hmm. On Tuesdays, Caroline unloads the dishwasher. Just having some kind of chore system in place is going to save you. Because Mm -hmm. although there might be things to do and it doesn't mean your house is going to be perfectly clean, what it does mean is that that box is going to be checked. You're going to have your kids at least waking up with some kind of thing that they know is their responsibility. And whether or not the dishes really need to be unloaded or it really needs to be swept, I find so much comfort in it just being done. Right. That doesn't mean I can't ask them to do other things. I certainly can. But at least I know that I'm like still teaching them and getting them in that structure, which I think for us was really, really important. It also doesn't mean that they're automatically going to just be like doing the thing 
um, cheerfully and gladly oh, no. and willingly heck and that you no. don't have to remind them. But the nice thing is, is even if they haven't done the thing yet in that day, for example, at least in my experience, is that reminder isn't a battle and a fight because they do know that that is what is expected of them. And yes. so you're putting parameters in place that include the expectation, which really serves them just as much as it serves you. Oh, totally. There's and, a responsibility and, kind of and an accountability in is that. Is when kids have expectations and then they fulfill them, mm-hmm. like that is how they build self-esteem. That's right. They feel great about it, even if they're complaining about the dishes. Yep. Like the long-term effect of that is a highly positive one. Mm-hmm. Why I bring like screen time and chores up in the same place is I don't want to be arguing with my kids all day long. I don't, you know, we're going to be in close proximity naturally arguments are going to happen, but I don't want to feel like I'm the warden. Okay. Now I have to get the kids up. I have to make them do their chores. Now they're going to ask me about screen time 87 times and I have to go back and forth. Those are the kinds of things I don't want to be present. You're saving yourself a lot of hassle. Oh, totally. By establishing it all from the get go. Exactly. If you establish it, if, if chores and screen time are in the same conversation, I can tell you highly effective in my house, right? Like when, when we're presenting all of this and thinking about all the boundaries and parameters, it actually will save you contention, argument, and bonus, long-term, they're going to feel good about what they're doing, mm-hmm. okay? Um, I try to give my kids as much freedom within boundaries as humanly possible. Let me give you an example. So in our house, they have to get up and do a chore, okay? They can't really do anything else until they do the chore. So after 10 years... Like we're finally in the place where most of the kids get up and do their chore and I don't have to say anything. Nice. Most. Well I done. say most. I know, but well the done. The eight-year-old, we're getting there. <laughs> but Okay. Screen time. So we have not discussed any of this, Taylor and I, yet. But I can probably tell you what we're going to discuss. There's this book, and I've mentioned it a few times, called Boys Adrift in regards to screen time. And it talks about the biological shift that happens in your brain after a certain amount of screen time, particularly with video games, that time is 45 minutes. There's a lot of studies to back that up. And so for our home and, and when we implemented this and kind of tested it, it really rang true for our children. Mm. You need to figure out what rings true for yours. So for screen time, if we decide to incorporate screen time on a daily basis or however we're going to do it, it won't ever exceed that 45 minutes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, if, if we'll just, I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. If Jameson knows he has 45 minutes of screen time, i.e. video games, a day, a week, whatever. And he also knows he has chores to get done. If he gets his chores done and he wants to do that 45 minutes of screen time, he can do it anytime. Mm-hmm. Like I'm yep. not going to make yep. parameters on like, okay, well, why don't you go outside and play? Because you could be doing that. And, and then you can do that at night. Like if it's 45 minutes and these are the expectations get up, get ready, do your chore. And he wants the 45 minutes of screen time right now. Okay. Do your 45. Like I don't, then it's not me telling you when it's okay. You know, you have this, you know how to get this. And then whenever you use it is up to you. Yeah. And then when that, whatever that boundary is and that time is gone and you move on to other things. There's a sense of freedom and flexibility within the boundaries. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Mm -hmm. I know people that will add in like you have to do chores and 20 minutes of reading and some other things, um, into that, into that system. Right. I just find that I have a lot of success when I give them the freedom to choose how and when and where things happen. And then it takes me out as the warden. Yeah. Cause I hate that. No, I really hate nobody, that. Nobody likes that really. Seriously. Okay. So another thing is vacations. I have a rule in our house. Um, we ask our kids about vacations 
but Taylor and I are the ones that make the decision and plan those things. Right. Yep. Um, last year we made a decision to take, we were on, we did a 19 day road trip. Mm -hmm. Some of my kids were on board. Some were not, whatever. They all had fun. Um, but you want to consider like, do you want to take a vacation? Do you want to include your kids in that conversation? Do you not want to include your kids in that conversation? Like you as the parent can decide mm -hmm. what and how that looks like. Yep. Right. And it doesn't have to be the same vacation to a vacation. Some vacations totally. within a family, um, you may want to have that family dialogue and counsel together. And in some, it may be you at you alone, if you're a single parent or you with your spouse saying, mm -hmm. we have made this decision, present it to the family and they don't have a say in it. Totally. Yeah. And here's the thing. Kids will always have a good time on vacation. Of course eventually. they will. Yeah. But I want you to kind of think about the questions, those five questions, right? Mm -hmm. When you're planning vacations, think about your big rocks. Think about what your family needs. So if it's, a, if it's a family need where I know my kids need to be cultivating some better sibling connection, mm -hmm. um, yep. that vacation is likely going to look like a 19-day road trip hmm. to the national parks and doing the things that we did, right? Like yeah. that was the vacation we took because that was what our family needed. Yeah. Our family needed time with just us, kind of cut off from the world, um, without distractions, just together. Yeah. Right. That's why we took that vacation. And that's going to look that totally different than like if the need that you feel is careless or what was it? Like fun. Like if, fun. if it's like, like a just, fun thing, maybe yeah. you're going to go to an amusement park. Maybe you're going to, whatever it is. Right. You, yeah. you just have to run it through. You got to run those vacations and everything through. What does your family need? Mm -hmm. What do you need? It's the same way that you would approach like the next date night with your spouse. What do you mm -hmm. guys need? Do you need to turn off your brains and go to a movie or do you need to really connect and talk? Right. It's, so it's going to, it's totally going to, um, running it through that filter helps to decide what you're actually going to do. It's the same idea. Totally. And we're so lucky in the United States, you guys, we have so much that is right available within driving distance. Mm -hmm. I mean, kind of expand your thinking. I know a lot of people were like, 19 days in the car with my kids, oh, I would die, was one of our favorite trips. Yeah. And we were in the middle of a shutdown, in the middle of all these things we couldn't do, but we went and experienced the national parks. We went to the Redwoods. We went um, up the California coast. We went to Coeur d'Alene and the Tetons and all these awesome places. We made it work for us and it accomplished what we needed yep. at the time. One so of the best trips of your life. It yep. was. And if, if vacations, if money is an issue, there are so many things you can do for such a little price. Mm -hmm. I promise no matter where you live in the United States, there is something within four to six hours that will be new and exciting and incredible. Yeah. I don't think we realize Less living than. in the U.S. like. Yeah. No, we have. So I've been all over the world. The mm -hmm. U.S. has some of the most incredible things mm -hmm. I've ever seen. Natural, natural too. wonders. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, there's really cool places that have been created, and also the natural environment is incredibly. I it's mean, the diverse, variety, yeah, you know, very diverse for sure. Um, okay, if you're feeling like I remember when my kids were younger, I needed structure because those summer days felt like years. Like I needed. <laughs> they were up early. It was just a lot. Like it felt like a really big challenge to fill those summer days. And one thing that was really helpful to me was I talked to kind of my mom friends that I had at the time. And rather than having to reinvent the wheel every single day, I had, like I said, my chore structure in place. But then I also would make like a standing date with whatever group of moms that was around me at the time. So I remember when, when Weston was like little, little and Jameson was a baby, we did like a standing pool date. 
on Wednesdays, we would go to someone's pool and we would rotate. And every Wednesday, that was what we did. And it gave me enough of a structure to like not feel totally overwhelmed by the space and kept us kind of engaging and falling into like a summertime slump. For years in Arizona, I actually don't think they're having it this summer, but for years, there's this thing in Arizona called Summer Movie Fun at Mm. Harkins Movie Theaters. Mm -hmm. And so everyone kind of would pick the same day and gather and go to a movie Mm -hmm. with the kids. Um, Just the point with this is talk to your mom friends if you're wanting or needing cultivating better friendships, going back to what we talked about in the considerations before, um, cultivating friendships, cultivating better sibling stuff, you can totally set up with your contemporaries, with people that you meet, a standing date just to have. And maybe maybe one of your needs is structure. Mm-hmm. Maybe that is the need, you know, even more. Maybe that's one of the bigger rocks is structure, mm-hmm. just as important, if not more important than connection or something fun to do or it depends like going back to what you said at the beginning what does your family need what do you guys need and that could fit really well into it I know I'm trying to figure out right now if I want to do any kind of academic Mm. situation Mm -hmm. this summer with I can see you're pondering that with one of my kids and they're they all do well in school and then I thought oh maybe this one it would be fun to do like some kind of math program to kind of give her a leg up when she gets to school next mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I have to really run it through the questions, okay? Yeah. Um, okay, this next kind of consideration is well, one I think we all you, need to when hear. When you take a breath like that. And when that. I say this, because <laughs> I can hear my children saying this into my ears right now, everything does not have to be meaningful. Okay. This is the kids that would say this or this is you? I'm saying it to all of us. Okay. But I can totally hear my kids saying. Okay. Everything doesn't have to be meaningful. Okay. Okay. This, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves during the summer to like. Create memories. Learn the new things and and all the crafts and all the things and get you ahead in school and have magical memories. I think that's just you, Peck. I don't think so. <laughs> I know you don't struggle with this kind of overachievement. No, I know. You're not alone for sure. everything doesn't have to be meaningful. Yeah, good like, point. We are giving you full permission to not feel like you need to progress this summer. Mm. Like sometimes space is the most noble thing. Love that. You can give your family. Sometimes you need the space to grow. Yes. yes. Yeah. And sometimes we put ourselves in these situations where we're so progress focus that we actually choke ourselves a little Mm. bit we create a tension right and this is where like the onslaught tension is that what you mean not create attention create like no attention our house has like tension like you can tension tension you can like cut it with a knife right (laughs) yeah cut attention yeah but i think this is where for me in in past like pinterest social media has maybe like tripped me up a little bit because i've wanted to have all the best ideas to make Mm -hmm. sure it was meaningful and productive and wonderful and i ended up really just driving myself and everyone else crazy Mm. it's okay to not progress through the summer yeah yeah rest is a very real and way undervalued thing and required required rest and space mm-hmm. and grace giving yourself grace giving your family grace of just like yeah like just yes. back off a little bit settle down bring it down a notch and not making everything so I love that and I love that you're articulating it because that hasn't been my struggle I don't think that I'd overthought it so much but I was teasing you but I yes. know you're not alone yeah and I think that that's probably why we really have I mean I, I would say you can vouch for this too every summer your family's had a good summer totally like, we've because always it depended had good on what your family needed that 
year or whatever. But for the most part, I think that's what I personally love as, so much about the mm-hmm. summers is as a mom to not overstructure things and to not overthink things and not try to make everything so meaningful has helped me to relax. Mm-hmm. I need the rest and the respite. Yes. They do too. Everybody mm-hmm. needs it. So going back to the beginning though, if you know that your family needs more of the structure and the go, go, go and the fun activities all the time or packing the meaning into it, that's cool too. That's cool too. But maybe that's not what your family needs. Well, and I would say that if you think your family needs go, 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 go the whole time, always meaningful, I would, I would definitely challenge that and Mm -hmm. say, okay, why are you perceiving that's what you need? Because you can accomplish if you're, you know, we'll go back to better sibling relationships. There's a way to do that. There's a way to have structure. There's a way to do that without driving yourself bonkers. And it's, it really is a human need to have the space and the rest. Oh, absolutely. So even if you are packing in lots of activities, nothing wrong with that, but are you giving yourself space between, are you getting proper sleep at night? Are mm-hmm. you, when, when, when you're not required to wake up early and get going with a school schedule yes. and things like that? Um, yeah. Consider all of that. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Well, and I think we get on, you know, social media, Pinterest, whatever. We, there's so many great ideas and I have to constantly remind myself just because someone is something is a really good idea doesn't mean it's a really good idea for me. Right. Right. Or really good idea for me this summer, something mm-hmm. maybe we did last summer or going to do next summer. Right. Yeah. And so really figuring out kind of that balance of like space versus structure, I think is crucial. Mm. Um, I will just give a plug Empty space availability is so valuable. And sometimes we might pack so much meaning into our summers that we're actually depriving our kids of the gloriously important experience of being bored. Mm. So many good, creative, self-sufficient things are born from a place of boredom. Preach. Talk about sibling connection. Put your kids in a room together bored with nothing but a cardboard box there you and go. watch what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Truly though. Truly. Let your kids be bored. Like the boredom gives you long-term benefits. Like they're, they're developing skills and things that really they can't do any other way. Let's be clear. When you say bored because of, because we're in 2021, boredom can be connected to screen time. Mm-hmm. often. And yes. I'm pretty sure that you're talking about boredom aside from screen time. Oh, Plenty totally. of people can be bored with their phone on because a, certain, a certain, TV show. Certain kids are really occupied by screen time. I will tell you, I have like a few kids that are occupied by screen time and a few that completely are not. Uh-huh. So I don't think screen time is a universal distractor. Nope, it's it not. only is for certain but people. But boredom specifically, because you're mm-hmm. talking about that, I think there's a very distinct difference between being bored with technology yes. or just being on your screen and being bored without. Yes. And so just taking that yes. all into consideration. Boredom, I'm talking about literally giving their brains the space to be creative, mm-hmm. to be inventive, to figure things out, yeah. to, to have to search for something to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like it really isn't our job to keep our kids entertained. Yeah. It's not. You said it. Okay. It's our job to connect and love and nurture and all those things. But we can't view our job as moms in the summer is to keep them entertained. Yeah. It's just not our job. Mm -hmm. And if we want them to entertain themselves in life throughout the school year, we need to be, we need to have um, the tolerance. That was kind of my next point. With a lot of these things we're talking about, kids fighting, which is naturally going to happen when you're in close proximity. Like when you have more time together, like 
it is a little bit of a pressure cooker. You'll probably see a little more fighting or maybe a little more pushback about chores or boredom or whatever it is. As parents, I think we need to get really right in the head and develop our tolerance for allowing these things to happen. Um, I'm not talking about like bad behavior. What I'm talking about is sometimes when our kids are bored, mom, I don't know what to do. All my friends are busy. I don't know what to do. I'm so bored. Our house is so boring. You have to ask yourself, like when they're saying that, are you fixing it because you want to feel better? Mm. Like, do you have the tolerance to let your kids be bored or to let your kids work out an argument or without making it right for them? Because I think oftentimes the problem, what our kids are doing is generally good or bad is very developmentally appropriate. Yeah. So us as parents, do we have the tolerance to be able to sit in that space and let the growing happen? Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's worth considering. I think that a lot of us have had experiences where we're uncomfortable with that because, uh, yeah, because we don't, we haven't developed the tolerance. Well, so we and I challenge ourselves. Well, I'll be honest. If a kid is saying they're bored, they're bored, they're bored, they're bored. Like if they're coming up to me saying that repeatedly, it's super annoying. Like I want it to stop. Right. Yeah. And so sometimes I may rush in to solve that problem, but really by doing that, I'm perpetuating it. It's almost like my kids aren't little anymore. My, our youngest is 12. Um, and so this could apply a little bit to him, but my kids are not of the ages where they say they're bored, but it definitely happened when they're younger. I think I say definitely, I think they may have, I'm sure there were moments of that, but if I were parent, parenting younger children at this time, I think what I would say is if a child approached me and said, I'm bored, or if they were nagging me, I'm bored and bored and bored. Mm-hmm. I would say, I am so excited to see how you're going to, what you're going to do with this, this time, mm-hmm. because you are so creative and you're so capable of making the most of a situation. Like return a report, man. Mm-hmm. Like, can't wait to see what you do. I'll catch you on the flippity flop, yeah. you know, and just like, let them feel that empowerment. Let them feel that confidence that you have yeah. in them. If, instead of just being annoyed and saying, I don't know, just figure it out. Let them know that you believe in them and that you are so excited for them that they get this space and have fun with that. Can't mm-hmm. wait to see what you create or come up with or do or experience. And if you take a nap, that's great too, you know, yeah. but uh, I think that just instilling that belief in them is, is valuable in situations like that. And I think to you bring up a good point is I think the kids that will tell you that they're bored is probably younger, right? That's probably like our younger demographic I think so. Children. I think that's probably why we don't hear I it so much. I think oftentimes with teens particularly, instead of saying I'm bored, yeah. they'll pull out a phone or yeah. they'll turn on a show. I or totally they'll, agree. they'll like bury themselves in tech, which kind of goes back to your yes. screen time mm-hmm. boundaries, mm-hmm. right? Um, okay. I'm going to tell you something that I found. Our friend Ashley Reeves, who we just adore, she shared something, I want to say like a year ago, and then she kind of mentioned it again. I texted her and I got her to give me the deets on this, but okay. she had a, um, it's a paper, it kind of looks like a bingo board. And it was an exercise that her kids did at their school or her husband's a vice principal, so I don't know if maybe he did it at his school, but he did it with junior high kids. And essentially it's an exercise to help kids figure out and articulate what they actually like. I'm so intrigued. It's so cool. That's so cool. And so it gives you prompts. 
I don't have it in front of me because at time of recording, Ashley's actually pulling together a blog post so that we can be sharing that blog post with you guys cool. um, on ashleyrosereeves.com um, that you'll be able to go and get that really cool resource. But it's Which we'll link in the show notes, We will of absolutely course. link in show notes, and I'll be sharing about it in social media as well. But helping your kids figure out what they like. The cool thing about summer is we all think about all these things, but during the summer, we're given a gift of a little bit more time right? For most of us, we're having a little bit more time together. And so we actually have a minute to do some of these things, right? And I'm excited with the helping my kids figure out what they like. I'm interested to see their answers. I really am. And I think something really magical happens when you ask your kids to tell you about them, Mm, if that makes sense. That totally makes sense. It is a totally empowering experience because even if you think you know the answers Mm -hmm. and maybe we're right, so often my kids have said stuff and I'm like, you like what? How did I admit? When did that shift happen? Yeah. Where in the middle of carpool and sports and school did that happen that I missed? Right. right? So it's going to help you get to know your kids a little bit better. Probably actually help your kids articulate what they like a little bit more. Win-win. And, and again, you can then use that information to help to curate totally. activities and things That's that are going to draw cool. your family together. I thought it was so, I can't wait to do this. So, with my kids. so, so cool. Well, and I, and let's be clear because I've mentioned before, like we don't have little kids anymore and they are at this time, they're 12 to 18. This is equally valuable. Oh, absolutely. In fact, I'm going to be doing this with David and myself as well. And we both work. And so, and we work through the summer, but there's ways that we can kind of curate our um, family experiences and our day to day a little more intentionally when we really dial in on, on what we maybe need to discover or articulate about ourselves and then learn about each other. I think that's super cool. I can't wait to check that out. Well, and I think too, something magical happens when you just go into an interaction with an open mind thinking you don't already know the answer. Sure. Right. We are allowed to, you know, my family and I are around each other a lot. I know my children very well. Sometimes I may assume I know the answers, right? Yeah. But that doesn't give them very much space to learn and grow. And more than that, it doesn't give them space to take ownership over who they want to be. Mm. And so if I go into interactions with an open mind, not assuming I already know Mm -hmm. who they are better than they do, it's going to create a much more healthy dynamic in our relationship. And hopefully it will kind of solve some of, some of the like teen pushback too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm excited. Especially because you'll be on board with what you're learning through that. Exactly. I love it. I think that's really inspired. Okay. So again, you can get that resource. That's ashleyrosereeves.com. That is her website. And you're going to click on the blog. You also um, can get it if you sign up for her email mm-hmm. subscription, which Perfect. Ashley's amazing. Yeah. You should totally do that. She's you should totally fantastic. sign up her email. She's Ashley Rose Reeves on Instagram as well. Exactly. She is fantastic. And actually, funny fact, yeah. I didn't even realize this. I think two years ago, we did an episode with Ashley mm-hmm. all about the same topic. Mm-hmm. It was all about summertime yep. and kind of considerations for summertime. Will we be linking this in the show notes as I well? I absolutely think we should. <laughs> we will guys. It's, it'll be there. Okay. So now I want to give you some like tools, some things that have been helpful for me over the past, uh, past summers that we have had. Um, all right. If you have younger kids and you're looking for activities, 
like those summer activities were such a survival guide for me. Oh yeah. Um, our friend Camille over at Friday, we're in love. Mm -hmm. Um, she has compiled this thing called mom camp. Okay. It's 150 ideas. So cute. I saw during the summer. Yeah. And it's completely for free. So, um, the website is Friday. We, so it's, I'll spell it out. F R I D A Y W E R E I N L O V E.com forward slash summer dash activities dash four dash kids forward slash LinkedIn show notes. Just go to show yeah, notes. Yeah, just go to the show notes. <laughs> but she has this great free download and you can print it out. It's actually really cute. That might, you know, it might be something you want to print out and show your family and say, okay, what are, which ones are you guys interested in doing mm-hmm. this summer? What do you think? It just kind of will be something to get the old wheels spinning along with that, because you brought up Ashley right before you brought her up. Um, Ashley's episode was episode 40 from a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. So episode 40, it's called summer bucket list for mom. Mm -hmm. And so that's the one Becky you were referring to that we'll link to in show notes, but it's a really good episode if you missed it or even to re-listen as we head into summer, because it gets you thinking about these activities and also like make sure you're keeping yourself in check. Yes. And going back to Becky's questions at the beginning and what is it that you're really needing and wanting out of the summer, not just as a family, but for yourself, it all just works together. Yeah. So definitely check that out. Okay. The next resource I'm going to share is the all trails app. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, there is nothing, (laughs) there's nothing better than a tired family <laughs> after a long day of outdoor activity together. Um, and people reach out to Becky and I regularly. What trails are good? Have yep. you ever been here? Because we do hike so much everywhere we go. All trails. It's an app completely free mm-hmm. and it will use your GPS and tell you all the trails that are closest to you. Yeah. Let me tell you something about that. When I get asked, when people reach out to me, I don't know about you, Beck, but they'll say, which hikes do you recommend in this area? Mm Because they know that I've hiked there or whatever. And I always say, there's a lot of variables. I don't know you. Mm -hmm. I don't know your abilities. I don't know what you're interested in. When do you want out of a hike? Because if you want a stroll along the river, that's going to be totally different than a 14 miler, you know, where you're summiting. Hike straight up a mountain. Yeah. yeah. So so we're always happy to answer those questions, but that's what I love about the All Trails app. And I always point people there is depending on what you're looking for, duration, incline, like experience, you can see pictures on there. Mm -hmm. You can get information about everything, everything everything. Um, it's awesome. It's such a great resource. It's the best. Yeah. And it's something anyone can utilize. I would say 98% of the trails on there are totally free. Mm-hmm. I think the, the one exception we've been to where we had to pay was in Palm Springs, yep. California. I think yep. we had to pay four bucks or something Thank you, California, for our car for making us pay to <laughs> enjoy your nature. Thanks, California. <laughs> Love you. Okay. All that was trails a great hike. It was worth great. every dollar, but like, yes. yes, for the most part, trails are free. You literally park and start going. Exactly. It's great. And yeah, it's okay if your kids complain because let me, people regularly reach out to me. How do you get your kids to hike with you? How do you do it? Okay. I'm going to give you the secret. You guys, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Take notes because, okay. (laughs) We say we are going on a family hike, get in the car. (laughs) And then the kids, at least half of them are like, Oh my gosh, we just hiked last week. What in the world? Uh, 
okay, we're still going on a family hike and I still need you to go ahead and get in the car. Yeah. So get in the car, buckle up, bring your shoes. That's it. (laughs) Now what Becky does in her family looks different than what we do in our family. So it doesn't have to look like that, but with three teenagers, because I think of crew as a teenager because it's just easy to round up to (laughs) 13. Um, But he's, he's the only one that I actually make go on hikes. Mm -hmm. Um, Porter and Claire have aged out of it and I don't make them. I don't force them because we have other family experiences that are your, that are like the the non negotiable yes, totally yeah the, that are the get in the car right now but at the, at the end of the day I want them to have a positive association with hiking and if I'm forcing them to do it it feels not good to me now mm-hmm. crew is the exception and again it's per family it's per individual I also think it has to do with age too because yeah. this family hiking has been something we have done for a long long time yeah and so at this point I, I get moans Sometimes, but I don't get pushback because yeah, they un- they've done it enough where oh, they yeah. know we make it fun. We yep. by the time the hike is done, everyone has had fun. We've usually gotten ice cream. You know, it's a good family experience. But I think too, if you start it way younger, probably you won't get as much pushback when they're older. I right? agree. Yeah. yeah, and I definitely did not start that younger because yeah. as much as I've enjoyed hiking my whole life, I wasn't actively yeah. hiking for years when I was raising my kids when they were little. Definitely wasn't hiking on a regular basis. But, um, but what I wanted to say to that and what's helpful and it kind of ties into what you do with your family, my goal with hiking, because it's such a passion for me is that my kids have a positive association with it. Right. So that's why with my teenage, with Claire and Porter, it's so far and few between and we make it fun. We bring friends, like it's Mm -hmm. whatever with crew. I've learned that with him, like a Jolly Rancher is helpful. Right. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And also we talk about whatever he wants to talk about. Am I interested in those topics? Never ever right. do I have interest in those <laughs> topics. Do I have interest in him all day long? Right. And so I, he doesn't know that strategy, but as mm-hmm. a mom, that's my strategy is we get on the trail and we're talking about his shows or his games or his friends or his technology or how he's whatever. building a computer or whatever, all the stuff that I literally don't understand. And I am engaged. And, t- and so it, my point is anything that you, if you really want to make that a positive um, experience for your kids. You got to do what makes sense for you. Yeah. That's what's worked for my family. Totally. And it doesn't look like the proud fits family. And I wish I started it earlier and I wish we had those family hikes on a regular basis, but you have but your we, own things that, we like, totally do. With, yeah. that we've done for years with the hiking. The reason I even bring hiking into this, obviously we love it is because I feel like maybe except in Phoenix, hiking is like the universal thing that most people can do during the summer. That's free. Yeah, don't do that in Phoenix. That's close, don't do that in Phoenix right? in the summer. We have no. to drive in we have to drive north to at go least hike. an hour. Yep. Um but it's something that like is accessible to everyone. It's a free app. Everyone can do it. Do it. You know what? And there's something about if nothing else, if your kids are just getting outside, like it will improve all the things. Oh yeah. Attitudes, sleep, wellness. Mental wellness, yes. <laughs> all the things. Yep. Okay. Um, okay. I wanted to give you a few ideas. These are things that are kind of on Amazon. I'm curating a summer survival kit on Amazon, on my Amazon storefront, which you can find in my, it's in my bio, my link in my bio at, um, Becky Proudfit on Instagram. Um, something I've historically done is gone on and just get like a few easy craft things. And when Mm -hmm. I say easy craft, I'm not talking like curated kits. I'm talking like a lump of clay. Mm. Like I'll get a big lump of clay. My girls have recently gotten into making earrings. I know Claire has too. There's Mm -hmm. this special clay you can get that you do that. You, you bake it in the oven and they can make earrings. So I'll be getting a big lump of that clay this summer. Right. Um, there's, 
coloring books, there's books, there's books my kids have enjoyed, all these different kind of creative type things. You guys get thread. Thread, thread. is a big oh, for, yeah. um, for making embroidery bracelets. Floss. Yes. Yes, embroidery. Tie-dye kits. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay, and these things are cheap and easy, but I like to have things on hand so that when the girls are like, I'm bored. Oh, go check out what's in the craft cabinet. And then it's raw supplies and they can perfect go to town. Love it. Go to town on mm-hmm. it, right? And these are the things we really usually don't have time for during the sure. school year. So I love to do that. Another thing that's been a real family favorite for us is doing outdoor movies. Mm. So I have linked our outdoor movie projector and then also um, an inflatable screen. We don't use an inflatable screen. I literally took a king size bed sheet. Okay. I just sewed kind of a pocket around the outside. Yeah. And then I got PVC pipe from Home Depot. Perfect. And just made a screen that way. It sounds like perfection. That and we use our we garage did. door. Oh yeah, there you go. And Your we don't door. do movies in the summer in Arizona. Because it's hot. Yeah, our family doesn't. We Although like to do summer, it in the fall and spring especially. Like we love outdoor movies on the garage door but it just it we're just in a unique situation here in phoenix it's we do something (laughs) in phoenix well in phoenix at the water parks here that we've adapted into our house called what is it called a dive in um dive in oh a dive in oh a dive in theater dive in theater dive in in movie so essentially what it is is you set up a screen next to a body of water or a hose or That's a pool uh-huh. and they get to watch a movie while they swim. It's yeah. just these fun little things we don't have time to do that during is doable. the year. Yes. And we love our projector. It's actually, it's under $200, which is pretty inexpensive. Um, and it has provided us with endless, endless fun. So fun. Okay. I'm going to share with you maybe my most impactful summer purchase I've ever made. Ooh. Okay. Wow. Here we go. Hours and days and years of fun. Okay. Okay. I am intrigued. Have I, has my Amazon, family, has my family outgrown this? I am certain. Uh, crew has not. Okay. Let's go. And you should buy it. Cause I actually currently don't have one. Okay. So I'll buy um, it. <laughs> okay. Amazon. If you go on Amazon or lots of other places, you can buy an, inf- an inflatable water slide. Okay. So if you don't have a swimming pool, I'm trying to picture or this. if you do have a swimming pool, okay. it literally hooks up. It comes with a blower. You plug it in, it blows up. It's like a bouncy house. Oh, like, okay. Like yeah. what you would go see at a carnival or a school sure. thing, okay? I have found one on Amazon, and it's actually from a brand that we have owned before called Intex, and they make great inflatable things. Like mm-hmm. we have an inflatable kayak from them and some other things. Really, really high quality. Um, it's under $200. It's an inflatable water slide. And it has, wow. you hook your hose up, water comes out. There even, it like kind of pools down at the bottom. So there's a little pool swimming area. Mm-hmm. Particularly when my kids were younger, younger, this saved my life. Oh, I'm sure. Because I could have a baby asleep, mm. do the inflatable water slide. All the neighborhood kids wanted to come and enjoy this. Mm-hmm. We used it more than almost any single thing mm. ever. I can believe it. More than a trampoline and a swing set. More than everything. It was the most fun ever. That's so cool. So that is also linked in that Amazon, in the Amazon storefront. You can check that out. Those are just some fun things we have done. In addition, one thing I love doing that I still love doing is I usually buy a lot of science experiment type Mm, things. Like there's a lot of kits like that. Um, One of my kids really likes that. So... I just wanted to give you a few resources to kind of get your wheel spinning about some summer stuff. I love it. But the main takeaway I want you to take from this is like, let's get intentional. And instead of looking about what you think summers should look like or what everyone else's summers look like, think about what your family actually needs. 
Think about what you actually want it to feel like, very specific to the children you're raising, to the person that you are, to your family situation in all the ways, and figure out um, if those things actually mm-hmm. are something that is going to be beneficial for you. These are such great things to be thinking about. I love the timing of this because, as as we said at the beginning, most of us are or have already wrapped up the school year. We're wrapping up the school year. We're heading into those couple months. I know some of you are in year-round school, and so the timing, you know, it's going to look different. But the principles are the same. And at the end of the day, it really comes back to cultivating a good life, like cultivating the summer experience, cultivating the family culture, cultivating these memories that you want because you put a second of thought into it. Right. That's that's all. You don't want to get caught not... I was going to say, you don't want to get caught with your pants down this summer in all the ways, but what I mean Actually is you do, you want to yeah, be in your right? swimsuit as much as possible. You don't want, you don't want to not put the thought in or, or do what you see someone else doing and then end up in a place of contention. Like what yeah. we don't want, what my greatest desire is for my children, for my family, for people to come into our home and feel peace and feel happiness and have fun. And if there's contention, I'm driving my kids out of my house and I have Mm. older children who actually can leave, like who actually can be busy all day and I won't see them. And that's not what I want. Right. I want everyone to come, come into Aunt Becky's house. That's right. Come in. Come be here. Everyone. Right. We want everyone to feel welcome. is that you, Becky Proudfit, are achieving that and you always have. Um, There's one more thing that I can't not say. Yeah. Because I think Ashley would be disappointed if I didn't. And I would be disappointed if I didn't. If you are a woman, which I'm, most of you are, based on our analytics, most of you are. Yeah. Summertime is coming. I just need all of us collectively to get over ourselves mm. and to put on a bathing suit mm. and Love to it. go play with your kids. Yep. Don't cover up. Cannonball. Go play with them. <laughs> go to a pool. Enjoy yourself. Nobody cares what your body looks like. Yeah. Nobody. Not even one person. Yep. The only thing that people care about is if you're there, if you're engaging. Mm-hmm. And so if that bot, I mean, this is a whole separate episode and I would definitely recommend you go back and listen to episode 40. Cause I think Ashley covered it, mm-hmm. um, in that episode, if you're having those summer body dreads or issues or whatever, do not, do not waste a summer or one more minute not engaging, not having fun, not being present because you're concerned with what your body looks like. Because of an insecurity. Exactly. There's power in your thoughts and you can wrap your thoughts around that in a much more impactful way by focusing on the being present with those yes. that you love. Not even just your kids, but those that you love. You can wear a bathing suit in front of a million people at a public pool or whatever your situation is and it will feel uncomfortable probably the first couple times. And then guess what? It, just, it really won't anymore. Yeah. And you'll be able to engage in the way that you want to. Mm-hmm. Like as women, we cannot allow our fear of discomfort to impact those around us, to impact how our children see us and then in turn see themselves. How other adults see themselves. Be the person who is brave. Put on the swimsuit and go live your stinking life. Yeah. Oh, I you love have it. To. Okay. What a great little sermon at the end of this conversation. I couldn't not say it. <laughs> I'm so glad that you did. I'm so glad you did. I'm so glad for this content. I'm so glad for the conversation and I can't wait to 
see how summer shapes up for everybody because we're all going to be a little bit more intentional about it. Thank you back for that. And friends, thank you for carving out the time to listen and for joining us in this continued conversation about cultivating a good life and a great summer. Nothing we have said is more important than the specific things you have felt that are personal for you. We invite you to write down those promptings and most importantly, act on them. We love you. We're cheering you on and we look forward to being with you next week. Bye-bye. Bye guys. Bye guys.